we're excited to have speaking today, Rachel. Well, you all knew it wasn't Todd, because he, <laughs> he's gone, <laughs> left. All right, okay, so I have to finish by 12.14, so we have a minute to get out before the doors are locked. <laughs> well, you're all stuck with me forever and ever. Okay, so I just wanna continue the message that I didn't finish last time. Um, around the, thank you, around the topic of order and clarity and the inner world. So essentially, we're speaking about the kingdom of God being a, the wells of our inner self and then manifesting externally. So our source text for that was, oh, I sound like a teacher. No, Rachel, you're preaching. Um, so our scripture for that was Luke, <laughs> Luke 17. Um, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here, or see there, for indeed the kingdom of God is within. So the kingdom of God starts from the realm of being within us. But there is an external reality that comes when the internal reality is established. And I was just going over my notes um, yesterday when the Lord just starts to speak to me then about the man, the paralyzed man who's lowered in from the roof. I'm like, okay, what's that got to do with any of this? And he says, see what Jesus says. And so this paralyzed man is, is dropped down from the roof and Jesus sees him and knows his outward condition. But that is not the condition he first addresses. He addresses the condition of the inner man, the inner world, and he says, I forgive you, I forgive your sins. Your sins are forgiven you. This is the first thing that he addresses. And then everyone around him, all the pharisaical people around him are going, well, who are you? Who are you to say that? Who are you to forgive sins? Who are you to deal with the inner world or the heart of man? Who are you? And then comes the evidence, right? The outworking evidence, the external evidence of the authority of the one who can. And so he says, so you know that I have the authority to deal with the inner world and the heart of man, get up and walk. And this is, this is essentially the entire parable of what it looks like to walk out the kingdom of heaven in our lives that we deal with the inner world, but that so they may know that Jesus is real and so that they may know that there is an authority from the kingdom of heaven and it is real, the external world conforms to the internal world. That is the kingdom of heaven. That is the parable of what it is to live out Christ in us, the hope of glory and the manifestation of that around us. So he just drops this picture in my head as I'm starting to think again about what I'm speaking on today. And then, so he's talking about his ways, his paths, the paths of righteousness, the paths of the internal world. And when we establish straight paths inside, we manifest order and peace on the outside. And he takes me then to Proverbs 18, verse 14. The spirit of man sustains him in sickness. But as for the broken spirit who can bear it. 
And there's something of the internal world when we hold on to that, when we, our spirit man is actually built up in the Lord that it will sustain us through um, pressures. It will sustain us through sickness. It will sustain our body. Our inner world will actually sustain our body in those times and see us through. And I remember we're in uh, Cusco. I was gonna say it wrong. Well, in Cusco, and we, we arrive there, well, actually, as we're arriving, the torment begins. And I'm not predisposed to random torment. Like, it, it just, like, came upon me as I'm sitting there in the plane. I don't like flying particularly. But anyway, we land, and I'm sick. Like, it was so supernatural. And I think it would have been the next 36 hours. And in retrospect... I remember my spirit fighting for me. Now, I didn't sleep for about 24 hours. I had fevers, I was shaking, I was in pain, my body was aching. But in this sort of half state, I could feel my spirit warring. And it warred and it warred. And after about 20 hours, or 24 hours, I felt my spirit put her hands on my chest and push. And I knew I was healed, and then I slept for 12 hours, right? My spirit warred for me. This was obviously some crazy, whacked out, supernatural, you know, demonic sickness type, but it was my spirit that sustained me. It was my spirit that saw me through. And so this is like, you know, when we build in the realm of the kingdom of heaven, when we build in the realm of the inner world, we are actually building something that will sustain us through that will bring us through things. Though I walk through the fire, I'll not be burnt. Though I go through the storms and the waters, I will not drown. That's the building up of the inner world that sees us through things. And sometimes we expect it to be delivered out, but often the Lord delivers us through, right? He sees us through things. And so this is what it's like. So I want to start, well, I have started, but anyway, I wanna start from where I landed last time. And that is Psalm, 37 verse 23. The steps of a good man, a valiant man, a warrior are ordered, that is established by the Lord and he delights in his ways. And so I started to try to picture order. And often in the Old Testament, when we're talking about order, the language that is used is actually straightness straight paths, right? It talks about as, in, in the, as opposed to or in contrast to crooked ways. So there are straight ways and there are crooked ways. And this um, concept of order is very Western. It's very Greek mentality. It's found a lot you know, in the New Testament, but it's very hard to picture, lay hold of the concept of order, especially in the inner world. We can put our house in order. We can, you know, we can put um, the clothes in order. There are things we can put in order, but essentially we're, what we're saying is we're making them straight. Like we're putting them in a particular um, place. But in terms of the inner world, how do we picture order? And the Lord said to me, start to picture it the way that it is in the Old Testament. It's the straight paths. It's the straight ways. It is the... It is the ways of the Lord. See, order is more about what we have to do 
And straightness is about who we are. These straight paths, we are straight paths in the Lord. And that is the place that the Lord can land. The Lord started to show me the need that any crooked places, any crooked paths need to be straightened so that we can receive the fullness of the manifestation of Christ in our lives. And then he takes me to John the Baptist. The voice crying out in the desert. So Todd and I are talking about this all morning. I was talking about this in the context of his dream because he had this dream last night. Um, and I said, yeah, this is what I'm talking about today. The voice crying out in the desert. And then later I'm speaking about from Isaiah 45 that he makes the crooked places straight, right? And so this is like, so his dream is in the desert place. And the voice in the desert or in the wilderness crying out, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for the Lord. See, Jesus won't come on the crooked pathways. He moves us onto the straight pathway so that he can land in that place. The landing of the kingdom into our lives is always on straight pathways. So he always comes and lands on the straight pathways. The only way the kingdom can manifest into the world from our inner world, so he comes on straight pathways, and the only way that we can then manifest it into the world around us is on straight pathways. Like a plane, the difference between coming in straight or crooked is the difference between life and death. The plane comes in straight and must land on straight pathways. If it comes in crooked, it goes off. And if it lands on crooked pathways, it goes off. It must come in straight and land on straight pathways. So the Lord starts to take me to drill down on, on straight, which actually is so much broader than um, the, the concepts, I suppose, that we think, which is a simple line, right? But in the Greek language, this straight here means it's straight, it means even, so that the, the pathway is even. So it's not just straight, but it's also not got potholes in it, right? So it's even, it's right, so it's correct, it is pleasant and it is prosperous and it is esteemed. So the concepts are so much broader than just rightness. Along with that, along with being right and straight and even comes the prosperity, comes pleasantness and comes honour. So on these pathways, they're pathways of honour. This is why it says, when we receive a prophet in the name of the prophet, we receive a prophet's reward. That is because of honour. We give it straight pathways to land on, we honour it, and therefore we can receive and partake from it. It's the same with the kingdom of heaven. When we honour it, when we, we give it straight pathways, we want to give it somewhere to land, it, it can actually manifest in our lives. So straight also means honour. When we honour something, we give it a place to land in our lives. And the word path there or highway, a highway for our Lord, is actually specifically a thoroughfare or a viaduct or a staircase. Now these two words, viaduct or staircase, they actually connect two different realms. So a staircase, connects a lower realm to a higher realm, right? So this is a highway, 
prepare the way of the Lord, prepare a place for him to land between the realms, within the realms, within the two different realms. Or a viaduct, I had to look this up. A viaduct is specifically a bridge that consists of arches and columns along an elevated road. It connects two points, two realms. So there is a place here when we prepare a place for the Lord to land, there is actually two places, the two realms are connected. The realm of the kingdom of heaven being able to land in our inner world and then the, the, the inner world being able to land in the external and shift things around us. So this is the beauty of the Hebraic language. It gives you something to picture and to lay hold of and to think about. When we're talking about meditating on the word of the Lord, they weren't meditating on concepts or, or, or words. They were meditating on the picture. They were meditating on what it created within them. They were thinking about, oh, the, the, the place where this can land, the, the connection of the two realms. They pictured the bridge or the staircase. And that was their meditation. In order for him to land, when we can think about it as pictures, we can meditate on something so much stronger because we actually create that then picture within us because we don't recognize concepts in our med meditation. So when you're meditating too much on words instead of what he is saying, you start to miss it. You, you start to get involved in the word of it. Now, I love words, and that's why I drill down on words. And that's why every single message is like, but that's because if I can drill down on the word, I can create the picture. And then I can understand what he is saying in fullness instead of the concepts of those things which can't transform me. It's what he is saying, it's, it's what he's communicating that can transform me. So Isaiah 40, verse three, is then quoted in um, Mark one. So the Greek words for straight there are straight level and true. And so truth is involved in being straight and straight is involved in truth. Like it's the purity of that. And the path there is a rut or a worn track. It's the over and over and over again, meditating on it, holding it, meditating on it, holding it, until it becomes a worn track. And see, pathways are created within us a number of ways. Through trauma or extreme emotion or experiences, or, or and, through repetitive thoughts and behaviors, and that is meditation and beholding. You meditate, you turn it over and over, and you think about it, and you consider it, and then you behold it. And what we behold, we become. Beholding isn't a glance. Beholding is looking and looking and looking until it becomes, we're transformed by it. And this turns up in science. Pathways actually affect and impact our brain, our physical brain. And these are called neural pathways. I'm just going to read out a description of this. Neural pathways are the connections that form between the neurons in your brain. And you can think about them as patterns that represent any thought about anything you have ever had. As simple as an apple and as complicated as love and integrity, every thought is a neural pathway. 
And you can see that worn pathways are thoughts that you continue to go back to. You continue, thoughts you continue to think. And so when we're trying to build pathways, we've got to recognize where do I tend to, where does my thought go? Does it go to fear or does it go to faith? What thought do I continue to go back to? Because that is building the ruts, right? That is building the deep worn tracks in your brain, your physical brain, and then that drops into your heart realm, your inner world. So you can imagine how fortified the thoughts are of childhood. The things we were raised in, the the behaviors, the repeated things over and over and over again, you know, for the first 18 years of our lives, how deep the grooves are of those things, those learnt behaviors. And you can imagine the work that needs to be done to change them if they need changing, to create new, deeper pathways. And we do this by meditating on the word, a daily discipline and um, and habit. It starts to create new pathways. In doing that, we rewire and change our uh, predisposition. So in other words, when something happens, we are predisposed to go to where the rut is deepest, where the water would flow in the natural because a pathway has been created. And so when something happens in our lives, even before we have the chance to consider how we might want to react, we tend to go towards how we predisposed to act because of worn pathways. And so we can create new pathways. And it might sound really difficult to do if you have really established pathways, but the power of the Holy Spirit accelerates the Word of God. So when we read the Word of God with the power of the Holy Spirit, we invite the Holy Spirit into that place to read the Word of God with us. It accelerates the pathways. It accelerates the rut that we're creating within the Word. So we don't have to spend 18 years doing a new pathway before we, can, before we can actually be transformed. That would be really painful. But the Holy Spirit, right? So the Holy Spirit breathes upon the Word of God to create in us pathways, predispositions, so that our first reaction in something is faith. Our first reaction when something pops up that would have in the past triggered us into fear, we're triggered into love. Because we've built a place where we go, ah, that, that demands me go into love instead of it's going to pull me into fear because I've now created a new pathway. When we establish new pathways, worn tracks, our subconscious responds to include Jesus into the resolution or the response. So when we keep putting him in, putting him in, putting him in, and something happens, our first response is to include Jesus into the equation of how to respond. And that is the, then, then we can know that we're going to respond correctly. We're going to respond in a manner that will produce an outcome that sees the kingdom of God established even further. If we get sick, for instance, our first response would be to pray instead of fear. When the fear tries to come, because the fear will try to come, our first response is to lean into love because we know that that's the solution for fear, perfect love, castle, or fear. See, when we, if we're sick and we get into a level of fear, 
And then we start to pray, God help me, God would you heal me, God would you help me? His response is yes, here. Here, come and taste of partake of my perfect love because that will cast out all fear. And then you'll be established and your spirit will be built up and your spirit will sustain you. I'm right here. But we stay over here crying out for the Lord to come and manifest in, my, in, in our place of fear. And he says, I'm right here. I'm in the place of love. Just step into, lean into my perfect love and it will cast out the fear. I'm right here, but we want him to come in our place and he won't come in crooked pathways, but he's right there. He's not not there, he's right there crying out, come and lean into perfect love, come and lean into me. This is where that is dealt with, but I can't come into fear, there's no fear in me. Right, so come into love and it dispels all of that. And so he keeps calling us onto his pathways. He keeps calling us into his ways because that's where the pleasantness is. That's where the prosperity is. That's where the honor is. Keep coming, keep coming onto my ways. He says, so in Proverbs 23 verse seven, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. As we think in our heart, so we are. And so we establish these thoughts and they drop into our heart and that is literally who we are. We, are, we create who we are first by our thoughts. And often I've heard people say, what do I have to give him? I've got nothing to give him. I've got no gifts or I've got, no, I've got nothing to give. What do I give the Lord? Like what is my part to give to him? And I heard the Lord say this morning, everyone's got their thoughts to give to him. Will you give him your thoughts and take on his thoughts? And I started to see this picture of a person in prison and I actually saw them crying out to the Lord, what have I got to give you in this place? Like, what can I do for the kingdom of heaven? And I heard the Lord whisper, give me your thoughts. And I started to watch this person be transformed in the inner man, transformed on the inside by just giving his thoughts to the Lord. That the moment that he was released from prison, he could um, manifest greatness. Because he had already built within him the fullness of the kingdom of God. And the manifestation of that on the outside of the prison was really not the primary thing then that mattered to him in the end because he already had it all. But it was the demonstration then of the kingdom of heaven to those around him that testified of the goodness of the Lord. And this is not just like a physical prison. These are people in prisons of, of their own thoughts, people in prisons of their own traumas, people in prisons of their own um, reactions of their own life, of their own experiences. And how is it that we break free from that how about first we start to give him our thoughts and allow him to give us his thoughts. And so the Lord started speaking, in all your ways, in everything you do, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So that was the first key he gave to me about well, how do we make paths straight? What's the first thing I need to lay my hand to? Other than giving my thoughts to you, and thinking your thoughts, what do I need to do? Acknowledge him. 
in all of your ways, acknowledge, which means know. Know him and he will make straight your paths. In straight paths, you then experience the prosperous. You experience the honour. But how amazing is it that the Lord, when we lean into him, his thoughts and his ways, he goes before us to straighten the paths. He's, he's so abundantly good that it is almost mind-blowing what he will do the moment we just turn towards him and say, yes, okay, I will think your thoughts, I will go your ways. And then immediately he goes before us. Isaiah 45, I will go before you and I will make the crooked path straight. So in all your ways, acknowledge him. Jesus, this is all about you. Jesus, it's all about your path. It's all about your ways. I'm gonna acknowledge you in all my ways. Your ways are higher. Your thoughts are higher. Your ways are better. Your thoughts are better. And in that, he just goes before us and every crooked place he makes straight. And then, and this was the other part that connected to Todd's dream, and I will break in pieces the gates of bronze. So we acknowledge him. Muta is all about Jesus. Right? It was nothing, nothing we did. He put something there. We said yes. He put something there. We said yes. And, and it was done. So in all our ways, we acknowledge him and he makes every path straight. And then the result of that is he breaks the gates of bronze and he cuts the bars of iron and he gives us the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of the secret place. That you may know, and I really believe that this is for that entire copper coast, that you may know he's doing this for this purpose. This is his purpose. That you may know that I, the Lord, called you by name. I, the Lord, called you by name. I'm the one who called you by name and I'm the God of Israel. That you may know for this purpose, I will make the path straight. I will make this a pleasant place. I will break off every bondage of brass and every bar of iron. And I'll give you the treasures of darkness, the hidden riches of the secret place that Moonta and the Copper Coast shall know that I am Lord. How amazing is that? He goes before the moment you acknowledge him, he makes paths straight and then outworks this beauty in his ways, he goes before us, straightening the way, cutting us free from bondage, causing all of the resources and treasures to be set up before us for the purposes of us knowing him, that you will know that I have the authority to do this, get up and walk, that you would know that I am the Lord God of Israel, here are pleasant places. I'm gonna break you free from all bondage and I'm gonna give you hidden treasures that you may know me. So in our acknowledging of him, we begin to know him and we know his glory because of his goodness. So for homework, I'm gonna go back there. 
look at Isaiah 55, verses 6 to 13. Because again, he's talking here about seeking him and choosing his ways, which are higher, and his thoughts, which are higher. And then it goes into what it looks like when we do that. And it looks like this. For you shall go out with joy, and you will be led out with peace, and the mountains and the hills will break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the fields will clap their hands. And instead of thorns, so when we plant in our own ways, thorns, but instead of thorns shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. What that means is, so your life will be a memorial for the Lord and His mercy. He creates straight paths, and then on those paths, He blesses us, and His goodness is poured out over us, and our lives become a testimony of the goodness of the Lord. And here we live life on His paths. We become memorial stones, a testimony, a prophetic word. We become a prophetic word of Jesus Christ. When we're established in His name on the earth and then the fruit of the kingdom flows through us. In worship a number of weeks ago, we were singing um, a song that's called Defender. And it says, I go before, He goes before I know He's gone to win my war. And he comes back with the head of my enemy and he calls it my victory. That's how good he is. And so during that, I just kept seeing on these pathways, victories. So there, there were packages wrapped up, presents, that were victories for us just to go. It looked kind of like a Mario game, like boop. If you stay on the pathway, you just have to like hit the presents and they like get accumulated into your rewards in heaven. And you didn't do anything, you just stayed on the pathway and they just started accumulating into this heavenly account the victories and the rewards of just being on straight pathways. So I just want to end, end there <laughs> so that you all don't get locked in. All right. Let's just stand up. Now we just want to give today to the Lord. And I also want to pray traveling mercies. Oh, yes. And no tickets. Well, see, there will be no tickets if you stay on the pathways of staying under the speed limit. There are tickets on your own ways. <laughs> yeah, let's just grab communion while we do this, actually. So Holy Spirit, we just acknowledge you today. We just acknowledge you that this was all you. This was all you, Jesus. We partake of the victory already bought for us. We thank you, Lord, that revival is already on the pathways before us. We thank you, Lord, that your kingdom is being manifest in Adelaide and on the Copper Coast. We thank you, Lord, for your victories 
We thank you for your victories. We thank you for pleasantness. We thank you for salvations. We thank you for healings. We thank you for deliverance. We thank you, Lord, that this state shall be set free and this state shall acknowledge you. That this state as a whole shall acknowledge you. And you will make this place straight. You will make this place pleasant. You will cause it to overflow in abundance because we acknowledge you as Lord over South Australia. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this communion which represents yet another victory (laughs) which you landed for us. And you invite us to partake in the spoils of this victory that you did all the work for and we just say thank you and acknowledge you in it. We receive your son. Thank you, Jesus. Let's just take him in. And Holy Spirit, I just thank you that today your angels go with us. The angelic realm, Lord, I just thank you that it's on the whole highway all the way up there. That Lord, there would be safety, but there would also be encounter. Lord, that we would start to see this area the way you see it. That Lord, we would start to engage the Copper Coast the way that you love her. We thank you, Lord, for the people up there. We thank you for the blessing Lord, that we can be to that region and we thank you, Lord, for the blessing that region is to us. Ah, we thank you, Lord, for the angels assigned over that church. We thank you, Lord, and we welcome them into that place and we say, come again, come again and stir up the waters. We thank you, stir up the waters of healing in that region and in that sanctuary, Lord. We thank you for the angels, the healing angels in that sanctuary. We say, start stirring right now. We come into agreement with the mandate over that place. And we say, here we are, send us. In Jesus' name, amen.